Okay, and welcome back to Fast Chip Performance. My name is Tim Davies. I've got a post out for you, and it's a bit of advice actually that I've been reading about. And I thought, yeah, I wasn't really told that in school. Um, if I'd been told that, maybe I might have done things a little bit differently. Whether I would or not, I don't know. I've had a successful career for 17 years. I cannot argue with that. Um, however, maybe um, someone could have told me about aspects of it and that might have changed uh, what I what I actually eventually did. So um, it's only 10 minutes. It's a very quick 10 minutes. As I said, go and get a podcast device scrinson on your phone speed me up to one and a half times you increase your learning uh, minimizing the time you take in doing so um, this post might actually uh, have a few opinions from other people on it that might want to end up in the comments section which would be a good thing and most certainly the last post i put out the normalization of deviance well that got hit pretty hard in fact i've got some magazines around the world that are trying to publish that which is a good thing um, but not just in flying they're trying to publish it in all sorts of magazines like the oil industry um where was the other one that was a plastics industry in china um, which is crazy and i love that because it gets it right out there doesn't it so um that had a lot of comments and i really liked the comments and um it, the comments became into like a discussion which is a really good thing. And that's what I really love about the site here is that people can really add massive value to these posts from what they're saying and, and from the learning that we take away from them just in the comments section. I think the last post had like 40 comments and some of them were incredible. People putting their own stories down there. There was one of the guys, I was like, that is about working on a minesweeper, I think it was, on a mine vessel about how he uh, the practices became deviant on board that. I thought that is amazing. The learning that we actually get just from that one post in the comments was fantastic. So by all means, really appreciate you guys commenting on stuff uh, or sharing it across Facebook because uh, I get a lot of responses that way um, which really enhances my education allows me to provide more content for you and allows you guys to benefit from this and me to benefit as well because I'm learning here as well so that's a good thing okay all right so this some reading um, this affects me right now because I'm moving house with my wife uh, trying to put some roots down somewhere and really this this post is a lot about that so only 10 minutes um, okay it's the one essential piece of career advice that you missed out on at school Okay, want to know what we should have been told at school? Remember those careers advisors who told you to do the right thing and get a steady job like your parents did? Well, they should have been saying something else. You see, every week I get a lot of people emailing me asking what the next job move should be. Should they join the military or the airlines? Should they change careers from banking to something more ethical? Should they start their own business? And my answer is always the same. But before I tell you, there's something you should probably know about me. When I signed up to fly military fast jets, I had no idea what I was doing. Really, I didn't. I was just a young kid who'd seen planes flying around at a few air shows and thought, hey, that looks cool. I'd built some model aircraft, seen Top Gun maybe 20 times, and thought that one day I could be Dougie Masters from the film Iron Eagle. And that was about it. So when people ask me what they should do with their career choices, this is what I tell them. Think about the lifestyle you want to live and work back from there. You see... If you aren't already an airline pilot, then it is very difficult to know what the life of an airline pilot is like. If you don't yet work for a charity or in a fundraising job, then it's the same thing. You might have seen some YouTube videos or read some online content, but how do you know if the job is actually for you? When you first get a job, you don't have any knowledge of your industry to understand whether you'll be able to leverage your abilities to get the things you care about in the future. Take running your own business, for example. Being your own boss must be incredible. I mean, you can take off time whenever you want, hire and fire to get the best employees and run a company that is inspirational, innovative, and that everyone wants to buy from. But that is rarely the case. 
For example, my buddy who has his own business, which easily turns over six figures, he earns more than I do, employs many staff, and his customers cannot speak more highly of him or the services he offers. From the outside, it seems ideal, all that freedom and respect. But can he get a mortgage? No. Well, not without seven years of proof of earnings and tax returns behind him, and even then the rates he's offered aren't the most competitive. And employing people. Strangely enough, they don't care about his business as much as he does. He works 12-hour days every day, and even works in the evenings and sometimes on the weekends too, just to keep the business going. Think of the stress. Maybe the grass isn't always greener after all. Here's a quote. 78% of younger workers in their 20s are interested in changing careers. That's from the University of Phoenix, Harris Interactive Working Adult Study, uh, 2013. You can find that online. Maybe you want to be a rock star and you've gone all out with sing lessons and X-Factor appearances. You can think of nothing else because you know that when you're famous and have a career as a singer, everything will be all right. But you forgot about the lifestyle. Here's a quote. I'm leaving because I want to be a normal 22-year-old who is able to relax and have some private time out of the spotlight. That's Zayn Malik on leaving One Direction. So what do I mean about thinking about the lifestyle? When I coach people, I ask them to look at themselves 10 years ahead. It's not too distant that it's hard to visualise, but not too close that they have to think about the immediacy of things that they must do in order to get there. Then I ask them a series of simple questions. How intense is your job? How important is the work you do? Where do you live? In the town or the country? What are you known for if someone was describing you? What's your work-life balance like? What type of work do you do? How is your social life? Do you have control over your working day? Do you have a family or are you going to be a lone wolf hunting in a pack of one? Now, it sometimes helps to write the answers down on a whiteboard to review later. I've got a quote from Malcolm X. It says, the future belongs to those who prepare for it today. Getting a friend to write down where they see you in 10 years' time is also a really powerful way of helping you to visualise your future lifestyle requirements. It's like when you just cannot decide on something. Tossing a coin and saying, if it lands on heads, then I'll do X, lets you tangibly feel whether you really want to undertake that course of action. From the questions above, notice that I never ask them what job they want to do. That's because sometimes people only want a job because of the lifestyle that they think it comes with. Here's the truth about being a fast jet pilot. It is all-encompassing and you spend a lot of time away from home, often in hot and dangerous places. Your relationships are transient, as you tend to move house every three years and your kids end up changing schools a lot. It's uncomfortable and hot in the cockpit. You have a rubber mask on your face, sit in a rubber suit to protect you from the cold sea on ejection, you're strapped into a rocket seat, and I've yet to find a cup holder in any of the aircraft I've flown. Every day is a test day, and you often have to work in the evenings for the next day's flights. You end up talking about the job a lot because it demands a lot of attention, and you're continually judged by your peers. You'll mostly end up with degenerative neck or back issues, and you'll only realise how tiring flying is when you eventually stop doing it. Some of your friends will die and you'll come close yourself on many occasions. Your secondary duties form 90% of your working day and lunch, if you ever manage to have it, will never be at lunchtime, ever. Your day never has a routine and the hours always change. You can't plan gym time or tell your partner when you'll be home. Promising to pick up the kids from school is always a gamble. You'll only find out when you're moving to the next place about three months before it happens, which makes finding schools, dental services for the family and employment for spouses hard to find. 
You'll get envious of people who get promoted over you because they did the nugatory staff work when you were concentrating on your primary role being a pilot. Jets are really, really noisy. So the government puts jet bases in the middle of nowhere where spousal employment can be hard to find and your nearest big town is a long way away. You missed out on getting on the housing ladder because you were in service provided accommodation the whole time because when you move every three years, there didn't seem any point in buying a house. Here's a quote from a legend. Fast jet cockpits need freaking cup holders. That's by this crazy cat called Tim Davies. He's awesome. Look him up. Uh, Okay, now... If you read all of that again, without the fast jet pilot bit, would you still want to fly jets? Don't get me wrong, the flying can be exhilarating at times, but often very regimented and scripted too. But do you want that lifestyle? At the end of the day, it's a job like any other, but the lifestyle can often be quite demanding. When making a career choice, a lot of people worry about getting on the wrong train and ending up in the wrong future. Choosing a job for life is like trying to choose a degree subject for life. And that's hard enough to do when it's only for three years. We shouldn't take a job just because we've all been seduced into an obsession with instant and perceived gratification. A job is immediate, yes, but building a lifestyle takes time. If you always put the lifestyle first and you always choose a job that fits with it. The best way to find out about whether a career might match your desired lifestyle is to ask those already doing it and then imagine yourself there. And here's three examples. You might want time in the evening to socialise in nice bars in a vibrant part of town whilst providing value to the world during the day. You can move house anytime because you have a big web presence and work mainly online. You love the surfing life and being outdoors. Maybe being an entrepreneur or small business owner is for you. You see yourself settled with a family. Your children are in good schools and you live in a small village on the edge of a town. You are really busy during the day but are paid well for it. You're well-respected and part of the community. You work for a big firm that provides stability and one day you might even make partner. A job in industry, banking or the private sector, that might suit you. Here's another one. You want to contribute to the world and know that you want to help people. You want to be always travelling but don't much care for cars or houses. Material goods, they're not your thing. You like a small flat to store your things for when you come home but as you'll spend most of the time travelling, it can be small. Working for an NGO or charity overseas could be your thing. Recently, my wife and I agreed that by our mid-40s, we just wanted some roots. We needed to own a place somewhere that we could always come back to. And it had to be within two hours drive of our parents who are getting older and require a little more love and attention. So we visualised being part of a community and able to contribute to the local area in some way, maybe get a dog, that kind of thing. And we saw ourselves living near towns where we might find work to support the new mortgage or even if we had to work away from our new house to have somewhere to come back to and call home. Visualising your future lifestyle is so much more important than choosing the right career. So don't worry so much about doing the right thing and getting a particular job like your parents did. Maybe just think about the future of you instead. Now you can work back from that future and start moving towards getting the lifestyle you really want. And in doing so, you'll probably find the right career too. Okay, thanks for listening. That's it. A real quick 10 minutes, that was. Um, As I said, you could have sped me up and therefore it would have taken a lot less time. Again, if you have anything to say about this, and I know that people do, 
just hit it in the comments because it makes a discussion and everyone gets involved and it's great. And you know what? So someone doesn't agree with you. It's an opinion. Everyone can have an opinion. Doesn't mean it has to be listened to. So stick it in the comments. Let people like it or not like it, it doesn't matter. But it's about that discussion because not everyone will think that the lifestyle is the thing to prioritize. They might think the job is the one you have to prioritize. The lifestyle might come second. As I said, this is my opinion. This is what I'm thinking now. I'm going to move house to somewhere where my lifestyle is going to be the lifestyle that I envisage in my mid-40s. Okay, So the job has to come second because the lifestyle I'm now prioritizing. I think people can relate to that. Okay, and I don't want people coming out of school or university and thinking the job is everything because you'll reach my age and realize that maybe you should have put a bit more effort into having a look at what that lifestyle actually meant. Look, I really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. Okay, Um, again, hit me up in the comments. Tweet at me if you want to. uh, Send me an email, whatever you want to do. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Tim Davies, Fast Shape Performance.